Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Did your narcissist have a lot of crazy exes? Did your toxic person tell about, hey, all my exes were crazy? Like, they were super jealous, they were super out there, like, all my exes were crazy. You wouldn't believe it. And a lot of times they'll go and, like, tell you different stories about it and things like that. Did that ever happen to you? There might be a reason behind it. Hey, if you guys don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform, spreading awareness about narcissism and helping other people grow, heal, and change out of these narcissistic abusive relationships. I talk with people on a day-to-day basis that have been in a narcissistic abusive relationship and they're not sure how do I get out Or once I'm out, how do I not go back? And they're dealing with like a trauma bond. They're dealing with the idea that they're basing their mind on hope or on a story or on a thought or on a feeling that ultimately isn't true or that ultimately isn't justified or sustainable when you compare it to the facts and the truth of the situation. And then there's also people that I work with that are out of the relationship, but then they don't know what to do. They're in detox mode. They're detoxing from an addictive and abusive toxic person. And when they're in that mode, it feels like there's peace because they're not actively being abused, but it doesn't feel peaceful because that want, that drive is there, that that lack of communication, that like wondering when the hammer is going to fall, like all this type of stuff makes them feel like crazy in the moment of like, if this is peace, I don't want it. But as we work people through that and they get to a place of clarity, where they're able to start understanding who they are, where they're going, what makes them feel fulfilled, how they're going to live their best and fulfilled life. That's when we see growth. We see a lot of change. I mainly talk to two different types of people, people that are in the abuse and then people that have caused the abuse. And I do still talk to narcissists. I do talk to couples too every once in a while. But I talk to narcissists trying to get them into therapy, trying to help them admit they have a lot of lies and they need help. Most people don't come back. Most people don't want to come back. They just seek it out for a quick question or because their ex sent them a video or anything like that. But going back to my original statement, like the narcissist or the toxic person, their exes were always crazy. So if you haven't been following a little bit, uh, each, each month I'm reading a book. So um, last month we read When Narcissism Comes to Church. This month is Psychopath Free. Okay, so the concept here is recovering from emotionally abusive relationships with narcissists, sociopaths, and other toxic people. Well, in the book, there's a whole section that's talking about the crazy ex. And it reads here, psychopaths talk about their exes a lot, more than any healthy individual will with a new romantic partner. After first making you feel like the only person in the world, they quickly try to invoke your pity by sharing stories about these their nasty ex who's so very jealous of you and your passionate new relationship. Because these stories are completely invented, they can and absolutely will change on a whim. One day their ex is bipolar. The next day, they're great friends. And then finally the ex is crazy and hysterical. And before long, you will become the crazy ex and used to lure a new victim. 
But what do all these labels really mean? What purpose do they serve? And it talks about the ex being bipolar, of like, oh, my ex is bipolar. Name calling someone bipolar is name calling someone is like name calling someone diabetic. Bipolar disorder is a crippling illness with a specific set of symptoms that are a bit more complicated than mood swings that happen that I happen to dislike. Also, manic depressive illness, it is characterized by unusual mood drifts with reoccurring episodes of mania and depression. While bipolar disorder is real, how likely is it that their ex was bipolar? More likely, it is an insult that they throw around to invoke your sympathy. It shouldn't be surprising, then, that when your relationship ends, you'll likely carry this label as well. If suddenly you become bipolar after a relationship with someone and you've never been bipolar before, then you might want to think twice before accepting that diagnosis, especially if that diagnosis came from your ex. The thing for bipolar is that it's actually a perfect label for the psychopath's ideal victim. If you're naturally cheerful and optimistic, these traits become your mania. Then your valid reaction to your partner's abuse becomes the depression. During the idealization phase, when the psychopath was charming and mirroring your entire personality, you were walking on sunshine. Life was amazing. But then they began critiquing you and cheating on you, so you became upset and cried. They gave you the silent treatment, all the while dangling new and former lovers in your face. Did this upset you? Excellent. Voila. You're bipolar. It horrifies me to think about the number of victims who falsely diagnose themselves based on a volatile emotion that they were intentionally provoked by someone else. Most survivors find that it takes one to two years for their moods to fully restabilize. Until that point, please be very reserved about deciding what's wrong with you. Note, millions of adults truly do suffer from bipolar disorder. If you're generally concerned about your mental health, please see the opinion of a professional, not the ex-partner whose behavior drove you to a book called Psychopath Free. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's true, though. When I talk to a lot of people, they'll, they'll say how their narcissists talk about their exes a lot. How they brought them up, how they said how it was so bad, how it was so crazy, how, you know, a, a, a narcissist calling their ex, like, oh, my ex, my past ex, like, they were a narcissist. Like, I couldn't believe it. They called me a narcissist, but really, in reality, like, they were narcissists, and I knew it, and it, just, it was just a toxic relationship, so we ended up separating. Like, it, it's amazing what they'll do to twist the story around. They'll call a person bipolar. They'll say they're crazy, hysterical. They'll say my ex is bitter or my ex is jealous of us and still in love with me. Or they'll say, but my ex really was awful. Like they'll say all these different types of things. And sometimes it's the idea of even using it for like triangulation. Like the idea of my, my ex is jealous of us and still in love with me. And then you wonder like, wait a second, like why do you still hang out? Or why do you still talk to them? And there's all these different things that the psychopath, that the toxic person, that the narcissist brings into your life to produce a reaction. And when you react, they're like, aha, you are the crazy one. When in reality, they're the ones that pushed you to reactive abuse. They're the ones that confused you through gaslighting. 
The other one that it talks about here is my ex is crazy and hysterical. Now, I want you to think of this. Their insult implies one of two things. That their ex was always crazy and hysterical, and for some reason, they still decided to date that person. Seems unhealthy. No? That's what the book says. Like, isn't that kind of crazy? Like, if they were crazy the whole time, then why did you start off being with this person? Why did you start off dating someone that you knew was crazy to start off with? Was that really the case? Probably not. The second one is something changed during the relationship to make the ex that way. What exactly could it be? Did they just snap one day for absolutely no reason at all? Or did it maybe have something to do with the constant triangulation, lying, manipulating, and criticizing? If someone tells you how crazy their ex is, you should take a step back and really rethink that one. This characterization serves another purpose. It informs you about what is considered acceptable behavior. Crazy and hysterical are words of invalidation, minimization, and dismissal. They imply that reactions this person displayed were over the top. You'll be wary of acting this way too. This strategy, this strategy encouraged you to stop reacting and thereby to stop standing up for yourself. By making you question your own sanity, the psychopath is able to take the spotlight away from their own abusive behavior. And that's really what it's about. It's about taking your mindset, taking your thoughts, your perception, and changing what you're looking at. Telling you no, like how you're acting, that's not acceptable. When how you're acting is a logical response based on what they've said to you, based on what they've put you through, based on how they've yelled at you. But they'll tell you like, no, like that's not acceptable. Then they'll leave small drops for you to understand like, oh, that's not acceptable because that happened in the past. That happened with an ex. That happened with this person. And they say, that's no, like that's not right. And a narcissist will use anything and everything to control you. Because ultimately, they're trying to control your perception. They're trying to control your reality because they are so infatuated with controlling their image and what people see on a day-to-day basis. That's why the narcissist will continue to fight, continue to try to control, continue to rage out, try and get lie, cheat, gaslight, manipulate, anything like that to be able to control the image that they're putting out to everyone else while the mask slips in front of you. If you're in one of these relationships where that kind of like stands out, maybe being called bipolar, maybe you're hearing about the ex and how all the exes were crazy. Like if that's something that stands out, you might want to dive into it a little bit more. You might want to think, hey, what's actually going on here? Because there might be something going on here that I don't realize in this relationship. People don't get into toxic relationships thinking, hey, this person is going to be a great find. I love this person because they carry all these amazing attributes of being super toxic. People don't get into relationships like that. People get into relationships thinking this is normal, this is exciting, this is helpful, this is loving. And they don't realize over a period of time as the water slowly gets turned up, the frog slowly gets boiled. So set boundaries, set goals, set dreams, set desires, set the direction you're going to go and find someone who comes alongside you and helps you achieve that versus pulls you down. Thanks for watching today.